guess what time it is? It's time for Ghosticles. <laughs> we have a different song every time. Was that was, different? That was last yeah. year. Kind of, that's kind of the Howdy Doody theme. Right. Mine was, it's ghosticles time. It's ghosticles time. It's ghosty, mosty, mosty, ghosty, something ghosticles time. <laughs> and it has nothing at all to do with testicles or something like that. <laughs> I was just getting away from the testicles reference and now I'm back. Because you reminded me. I'll always Thanks. remind you of testicles, you Michael. Don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't, I promise that's, you, I don't need to be reminded of testicles. That's going to be on a shirt next. They're never, I'll always remind you of testicles. Testicles are never far from my thoughts, so you don't have to really Same take the effort. You really. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Oh, the places I'll go. Um... I'm good. I'm very good. Where are you going tomorrow, Michael? Like, I'm oh, not I'm jealous. Just, oh, it's this whole fucking thing. I gotta take this, uh, this trip to Hawaii. Oh, God, it's gonna be <sighs> brutal. It's my third time to go. I hate I you. I mean, once you've been there three times, what really is there to see anymore? Your friends <laughs> that you, you had go with you, maybe, in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you I guys are making a vacation out of it, though. Yeah, yeah, we're going to a convention for a few days, and they are graciously uh, putting us up in a hotel for several days after, so we can stick around and do some hiking, maybe some diving. Last time we were there, we did a deep sea—well, not a deep sea dive, but a, a scuba a, dive, a mid sea dive. A mid. We, we went down 120 feet. That's which deep is for me. The, about the deepest you can go uh, before from, before you need different. Um, certifications, different certifications, and it's a different kind of dive. Oh. Like you have to take a uh, different sort of, um, you have to take uh, liquid oxygen or or some variant of that. How how does that work? You breathe it in. You breathe in liquid oxygen. Uh-huh. There's a, such a thing called liquid oxygen, and there's other forms like of that. this, and they're liquid. And the reason it has to be liquid and not air is because it equalizes the pressure in your body. At, at that depth, the pressure is so immense that you need like all the help you can so get. So you can just breathe in liquid, and you're fine with it. I've never done that before, so I have no idea if I'm fine with it. I feel like my body would not be fine with it. I think we all did it for nine months in the womb. Yeah, it's been a while. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle. No, it's not. I'm sure that that kind of dive terrifies me. But you can be down there at just with a normal oxygen tank. You can be down at like 120 feet or so mm. for like... 20 15 minutes oh, wow. before you have to you can only be down there for 15 minutes before you have to do a decomp dive and a decomp dive requires a lot more oxygen than you have in a typical tank so you're fucked and you can give yourself the bends if you resurface what are the bends so okay it sounds like diarrhea <clears throat> in a dive suit it's so <laughs> much worse <laughs> it's so much worse than diarrhea oh, in a dive no. suit but i'm sure there's a name for that too um the bends are basically if you come up you have to you have to rise slowly it's a controlled ascent um after you've been down at any depth for a while because otherwise um the buildup of nitrous of nitrogen comes out so quickly that it can like form bubbles in your joints and oh uh in your lungs things like that and so it's it's very bad and if you're not, it can kill you yeah. if you're not if it, it's the worst you will ever feel in your life if it happens and you do survive and they have to put you like the only way to treat it is to put you under re- a lot of they put you in a pressurized room for however long and then slowly uh, decrease the pressure until your body is adjusted Yikes. again and, and it, can ta- is... it can take like six days and 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 diving is fun for you 
uh, well, not when that happens, but, but I mean, it's worth the risk. But if you're, well, if you, if you abide, if you, the rules are very simple to follow. And as long as you follow the rules, that won't happen. Mm. So like, if you're going down that far, you have a dive watch that, or a dive computer, which is like a watch, but it'll tell you, okay, it's time to go ahead and come up. Yeah. And then once you're up, like once you come back up to like a hundred or 60 feet or whatever, like each, each depth, you can stay at the, 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 the less the hmm, how do I how do I phrase this? The less far down you are, the longer you can stay at that depth. So you can right. stay at like thirty feet for an hour, and but sixty feet, eh, forty five minutes, one hundred twenty feet, twenty minutes, and so on and so forth. And it also it's just part of. They've worked all this out for you. Science. <laughs> you just have to pay attention to like when to when to go up and how long to stay or how long it should take you to ascend. I, think I will just stick with snorkeling because the worst snorkeling case, is much safer, but you can't go down scenario. 120 feet with snorkeling. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess I'll just have to deal with the water in my mask and just being able to sit up out of the water. <laughs> Diving is very scary. The first few times you do it, it is yeah. I was terrified. Snorkeling was scary for me the first time I did it. The fish got real close to me. It was too fucking close. I didn't ask that fish to come up to me. And then somebody said, oh, well, if you just go like you're going to touch them, they get out of your way. No, they fucking don't. And then you touch a fish in we the middle have, of the ocean. I, it's horrible. Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> our first, the first time I did an actual open water dive in... Uh, the ocean we descended through a school of jellyfish didn't know because we couldn't see them until we were in the water see that's what i don't like about and water. but they were thankfully they were tiny little tiny little th- they didn't sting at all were they clear mm-hmm. i've seen yeah. those i've seen yeah. those yeah and uh but other than that and we've had um a stingray got really close to brandon that he thought was small and far away and the only thing you um, can think is crocodile hunter or you mean Oh yeah, yeah, Steve Irwin. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what and I, I think thought. he got it on film too. While he was uh, oh, Brandon yeah, did while he was thing. the GoPro thing, and it was like it was terrifying he thought it watch. was really far. He thought it was small and far away, or he thought it was far away, and it was actually just um, he thought it was small and up close. And it was actually big and far, far away, away. Yeah. and it was like, hey, how you doing? And it came toward him. You can hear him on the video going, but he was fine. Like he, yeah. at no point was he like in mortal danger. It's just like. Okay, that can kill me, yeah. and I'm really close to it. If it decides to kill me, and they usually won't. They don't. They don't fuck with you unless they want to eat you. And most things down there don't, because well, you look like a lot of work. Anyone, they're not wrong. Um, but for anyone listening, <laughs> that is possibly considering having a full-on anxiety attack. I'm with you. I cannot. I cannot. I'll go on better. So when we went down 120 feet in Hawaii, it was it. to it was to see the wreckage of a downed World War II jet. Oh yeah, which was really kind of cool. We've also done a wreck dive in the Grand Cayman where we actually went inside the remains of the ship and toured it. Which yeah. those, so you're like inside where you can't ascend easily. You have to swim out. If something goes wrong, you're fucked. Yeah, because you're inside a ship. Panic attack. You can't just go right up. Right now, full yeah. on. Ugh, I don't like it. Well. It was really uh, fun, though. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I'll but anyway, so I don't know. Take your word This for has it. nothing to do with anything that we're going to talk right. about. And well, you said ghost ship and a, <laughs> and a down airplane. So that could be ghost, except the guy that was flying the plane didn't die. He ejected. Yeah, he did. He was, it went but, down in a training exercise. Um, but it was a Corsair, which we have talked about yes. before. Yes, yes, So yes. there we have it. Now we're connected. Ghost stories. Woo! It's ghost time. And today's theme is like, it's you're doing pets, right? We're doing pets? Yeah. There was or, a lot of pets. Go for surrounding pets. Yeah. Fisher pets. 
Okay, that was weak, but I tried. Do you want me to start? Yes. Okay, so... I've, I've talked enough. Uh, we have Ash, who submitted several stories, and so uh, there will actually be three stories from Ash, so I'm going to read those. But I'll just read one, and then you can read one, and then okay, I'll read another. because I've got three stories from three different people. I know. That are Ash. I know. Okay, so here we go. I had the good fortune when I was 14 to move to England, the result of a promotion for my father. That's awesome. I know. We moved into a historic farmhouse. I feel like I want to say we moved into an historic farmhouse <laughs> on Walcott Estate in Lincolnshire. The limestone, the oh. limestone. That's what it's not how they say that. Stop, stop it. Now you're just making fun of an accent. I, I absolutely am. Limestone. That's correct. Well, Lincoln, it's not Lincolnshire. It's Lincolnshire. Lincolnshire. So why would limestone not be limestone? Limestone. Anyway. <laughs> okay, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> the gonna, limestone house. Speaking of which, a limestone house has got to conduct a lot of fucking shit. Yeah, limestone, limestone is, is known it's, for. Yeah, it's got quite a reputation for a tract in the. The dead folk. It's, it holds on to energy. Mm. So, and and in Dallas, we are a lot of uh, places are built right up on top of limestone. Mm-hmm. So the idea of having an entire house made out of limestone is fucking terrifying. Good for you, Ash. Okay, so the limestone, <laughs> the limestone house was large with a sizable plot of land connected to it, right next to a small family dairy farm. Along with my parents and my younger brother Mason, we also brought our family dog, a Rottweiler named Zach, as well as my cockatiel and my ferret Jasmine. Cockatiel is clearly the least favorite of pets because there's no name. <laughs> we were starting to settle into our new, no judgment. We were starting to settle into our new if temporary home and when the disturbance oh, when those disturbances began. The first woke me up in the early morning hours as my bedroom was on the landing of the second floor. Someone was stomping loudly and deliberately up and down the stairs. This happened twice that night, and I was too tired to get out of bed to go gripe at the offender. Respect. So I decided to wait until morning. When I confronted everyone at the breakfast table, however, no one admitted to having been on the stairs, nor had they heard anything in their own rooms. Frustrated, but with nothing else to be done, I dropped the subject. Nothing happened for a few nights until I woke up to the sound of my ferret screaming. Now, ferrets can scream. I don't know if you've ever heard the sound of a ferret scream. I have not. But it sounds like a human baby. And it was a terrifying noise to wake up to, having not heard it before myself. And knowing for absolute certainty, there was no baby in my room. Once I realized it was her, I searched for the source of her fear. I didn't have too far to look. In the corner of my room, beside her cage, was a dark shape, human in height, but undefined. It bent over about halfway where one might expect a person's waist to be, and Jasmine was staring right at it, hackles raised. I jumped from my bed, dove to her cage, unlatched the door, and scooped her out. As I did, I felt a wave of cold air from my left where the shape hovered. I raced back to my bed and hopped on it where I could have Jasmine in my lap and watch the shape. At first, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me and maybe Jasmine had just had a nightmare. Then the dark shape straightened as if the person stood upright and I swear I felt it turn to look at me. (laughs) Now, I was scared, but I was also angry that this thing had not only woken me up, but scared my ferret. Now listen here, I said firmly to the form. I don't know who you are, but you are scaring her and me. You can't be here anymore. You died, and you need to move on to wherever you're supposed to go. We live here now, and we aren't going to leave. You'll have to move on. 
I felt brave for a 14-year-old girl. You are brave for an any-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. And to my surprise, the shape seemed to turn towards the wall and melted through it. That wall led to the outside of the house. We decided to do a little research after I told my mother what happened the next morning. Our farmhouse, the neighbor's house next door, which was... Uh, a large converted barn and the surrounding lands were originally a retreat for ailing monks. Uh, Of course, as with many illnesses, some did not return to their duties and died in that house. While we never felt any evil intent during the disturbances, we also didn't appreciate a, a disruptive housemate. Thankfully, that was the last time we were troubled by him. Yeah. I just, I feel so bad for the screaming ferret. I know. I just, that would be me. I would be the screaming ferret. Ah! 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 At least a screaming ferret sounds like a baby and not like a grown man. That would be so much more jarring. Yeah, that's true. To sound like a a grown man. Or Or at least the the ferret was making the noise. Yeah, at least the ferret was making the the noise and not the shadow. Can you imagine the shadow making the noise of a baby (laughs) scream? No. And the ferret's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, but we should Get me out of this cage. And also, that's awesome to just be like, I got to save my ferret. Before, you know, risking Ooh, your gosh, life to save gosh. If I, I, know, if, I if anything, if anything was bugging Genji, I get real brave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get real brave. Like, like I'm walking him and like say, if I'm walking by myself and like some big mean looking dog comes up and starts like growling at me like it wants to fucking rumble, I'm gonna be scared shitless. Right. If I'm with Genji. I'm going to be like, you fucking back off, you little fucker. Like, I get yeah. really mean with the dog. I'm like, yeah. go home. What That's you right. think? You're like, you know, yeah. bad dog, go, go home. home. Yeah, my mom told me that once uh, because when I lived, um, I just lived in an area that dogs got out a lot or there were a lot of strays. And so um, I would walk uh, my friend's pit bull and Leela, just a little 11 pound shih tzu. And so many times we would have some fucking dog run up on us mm. and I was telling my mom about it and she was like anytime that that happens consider that almost all dogs know no mm-hmm. they know the word no and so if you say no to them like you would your dog and tell them to go home or go away or back up or something like that and shame them they almost always respond to that so after that it had been a few days and I was walking and this dog just ran across the street a busy street um, after us and I shouted at it while it was in the, I mean, it was full on attacking. And, um, the other concern with that is if it started attacking Ruby, I couldn't stop her if she was in defending mm. mode and she was very defensive of Leela, probably of me, but mostly of Leela. <laughs> she Oof. wanted to protect her friend mm. that she was also terrified of. Um, but, <laughs> um, she, so this dog came running and she saw it and, you know, her head shot up and her heckles raised and everything. Leela was, you know, she could still I'm see at the time, but she gave no shits. <laughs> and if she had barked at that dog, it was stopped too. Cause they're all terrified of her. But, uh, halfway through the street, I just shouted, no bad dog. And it froze in the middle of the street. And I said, go home. You better get home. And it turned around and went home. <laughs> the whole, whole it's a crazy thing. How the fuck 
did she know the magic words? I know. And so the fuck told her? I did that all the time and it worked every fucking time. I even did it for a guy that was like driving by and like trying to heckle me while I was jogging. You were like, no, bad dog. That's exactly what I said. (laughs) And he did. (laughs) He drove away. Wow. So there's a life lessons. I know. All right, what's yours? Uh, So this is about a cat. Yay. And this comes from Everlyn. I like that Ooh. name, Everlyn. Uh, Sophie was a cat that I did a visit for a while. Their owner was away this past week. I always knew as a pet sitter, it wasn't a matter of if I got a house that was haunted, it was when. The first two visits started off rather normally, uh, but on the second, I began to suspect that something was off. Sophie would sit and stare at the bathroom door with her tail twitching like she was ready to, to pounce on something. Uh, she did this every day. Things would be moved, but I always thought it was the cat or maybe another family member who was stopping by to make sure I was actually doing my job, which has happened before. Rude. Um, (laughs) I sent the owner a message and placed the items that were being moved up and away in a bathroom cabinet, closing the door behind me for good measure. I didn't want the cat to play with these things uh, that she shouldn't be. The knob on the bathroom was round, and with her missing one of her back legs, I figured she wouldn't be able to open the door. The next day, the owner got back to me and said that the only person that had a key was me. When I got the house, uh, when I got to the house for my visit, the bathroom door was open and everything I had placed in the cabinet had been pulled out. It was all over the floor. The cabinet door was shut. None of the items were harmful to the cat, but I couldn't figure out how she would have been able to open the door and get them out of the cabinet, then shut the cabinet again. Um, As if this couldn't get any better. And, And the cat doesn't have the key. She's the only one with the key. <laughs> well, the cat's already in the house. I know, but <laughs> still. If, as if this couldn't get any better, the house had a basement. She includes uh, for our edification a hashtag fuck a basement. Hashtag. Thank you, That's thank right. you, Everlyn. She gets um, it. The cat's litter box is down there, which I had to go daily to clean. Um, from the third day on, whenever I was down there uh, without the cat, I would see shadows moving in the corner of my eye and in, in two of the bedrooms that were in the basement. Um, on the fifth day, we both reacted to a noise. Um, we heard that I still can't explain. It sounded like a man incoherently yelling at us while we were playing with some of her toys. Like an idiot, I called out and started recording just in case someone was in the house. Smart. I know. Uh, But I opened all the doors and couldn't find anyone. There was, uh, just a side note, objects were still moving around in between my visits. The seventh and last day was the most active. While I was getting her wet food ready, the front door unlocked and opened. Um, no one was there. I went to shut it. The back door unlocked and opened as well. <gasps> no. It had been pretty the windy. The ghost has a key. <laughs> yeah, the ghost has a key. Right. Um, but I it, thought it was already in the house. Uh, See, this is why it's important to know the cat didn't have a key. <laughs> <laughs> It had been pretty windy, so I just assumed uh, that I may not have closed them all the way, but I always locked the doors. Um, When I was in the basement cleaning the litter box, the cat ran up the stairs, which I knew was my cue to get moving. Uh, (laughs) Listen to your pets. Yes, uh, that's that's very much the canary in the coal mine. I was almost done when the light flipped off and I felt a cold breeze on the back of my neck. I hurried up the stairs and finished my visit in the living room with no other incidents. Except Sophie staring at the bathroom door. Fuck a basement and fuck fuck that bathroom. Fuck that bathroom. Oh my god. And I'm just gonna say it. Maybe fuck that cat. I feel like that cat 
was helping whatever it was. Just like, I'm just going to stare at this. Sometimes cats, I don't know, Sophie. She may be a very sweet cat. My cat that I had for years loved to just pretend he was seeing shit because he knew it freaked me out. I'm convinced of this. Pretend to see things in the house that you lived in that was actually haunted. That's not the point. The point uh-huh. is, is I think, I think, I don't know. Now, I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Angus was actually actively misdirecting me. Like the ghost was actually behind me, but Angus was yeah. looking forward to detract, to distract my attention away from the ghost. I so mean, the I ghost could sneak up him. on me. That's what I think. Happened. That's probably, that could be it. Fucking asshole. Cat. Uh, <laughs> I, like I love Sophie, that. Cat. She, it was just so weird. She, cause she ran up the stairs. Like she's like, mm-hmm. let's get out of here. Well, actually she was more like fear. That's like everything and run. A dog would have been like, mom, we got, we got to go. Like a yeah. dog would have been at your like heels going, Hey, we need, we need to go. We need to go. Dot did not try to save me from a balloon that popped. She ran away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I think it's more just like listen to the animals. Yeah. Because they know what's going on. There's something going on. And it's always weird. Talk to the animals. Yeah. Also, I'm always wondering if like they see a little bug on the wall or something that you can't see. Cats, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, their eyesight's real good. Yeah, it is. So. And their noses. Mm-hmm. And dogs, like, they, when they smell it's the sidewalk, smell and... they'll smell for, like, what happened there the past 24 hours. That's oh, how easily. strong their sense of mm-hmm. smell is. So it's like when they go outside and they want to smell everything, it's because they're, they're like, reading the best book ever. <laughs> it's such a, like, and overwhelming And if they could talk, experience. they'd be like Hannibal Lecter. Oh, so you sometimes wear a Chanel 25 knockoff. <gasps> But not today. <laughs> exactly. That's okay, what dogs freak. think about. Oh, my God. So good. Oh, okay. So there's okay, a dog so, in, in Ash's next Oh, one. good, good, good. Okay. Good. About a year or so after we moved into the house, Zach developed hip dysplasia and his back legs failed him. We phoned the vet who made the house call as Zach had not been able to walk for over 24 hours mm-hmm. and we knew it was his time. We were told mm-hmm. to give him room as his body might spasm post-injections. After being given a lethal concoction, somehow he managed to stand, walk the few feet across the carpet to my mother, lay his head in her lap, drawing his last breath as she stroked his head gently. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet mm-hmm. and sad. Even the vet had no idea how it was possible, but I am pleased to say that he died peacefully and his body reacted very little to the stillness of his heart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to weep about that later. Okay. Uh, Let's get it together, guys. Fucking get your shit together. Okay. For several days. (laughs) For several days after, I would continue to hear the jingle of his collar and the sound of him snoring in his bed by the second door we never used. I would hear him chew his food or lap at his water or feel my toes touch his fur as I reached the bottom of the stairs. It was his favorite place to sleep at night since he couldn't climb the steps to our rooms, and we often bumped our feet against him heading down to the kitchen. Finally, at the breakfast table, with my brother and myself, mom looked at us and said, you know, I swear Zach is still in the house. She meant it as a half jest, but Mason and I glanced at each other briefly. Still, it was enough to know that we had the same thought at that moment. Mom, I asked, what makes you think that? As we listened, she told us about the same occurrences that I had been experiencing, and Mason admitted to having similar instances of his own. It made us all feel good that he might still be in the house with us. We started talking to him as if he was present, and it was strange, but comforting, too. 
One night, not long after our breakfast conversation, we heard in our house the sounds of a helicopter overhead and the lights of police cars through the windows. We locked all the doors and decided to settle in for the night to watch a movie. Soon after, we heard barking near the house. Very near, in fact, as it almost sounded like it was coming from inside the house at the door we never used, the original front door where Zach's bed had been. We assumed it to be our neighbor's border collie, Badger, disturbed by the activity and paid no more attention. The news in the morning left us all feeling a little vulnerable. Mm. The police had actually been chasing an escaped mm. convict. Their units had lost his trail near our house. According to the policeman interviewed, they were able to lo- locate and apprehend the convict when a resident's dog started barking, alert- alerting units to the location. We saw our neighbors either later that day or the following, I can't remember which, and thanked them for Badger's bravery during the incident. The couple looked at each other in confusion (laughs) and explained to us that they had been visiting family in New Zealand and had taken Badger with them. Whoa! Our little hamlet had only 12 houses, and we knew for certain there were no other dogs on this end of the road through this area. Sadly, the familiar sounds eventually stopped, but we believe Zach had stayed a little longer to protect us Mm -hmm. and give us time to accept that he was no longer going to be in our lives. Mm -hmm. This story had everything. That's a (laughs) good So good. <laughs> Every fucking thing. Everything. So good. We're laughing. Wow. We're crying. We're scared. I laughed. I cried. It became a part of me. <sighs> oh my god. So okay. Good. Oh, so good too. So sad. Well, this is going to be kind of sad too, and in okay. a similar vein. Um, this is from Allie. Allie says, "My two dogs, uh, Molly and Oakley, were the best dogs an only child could have hoped to grow up with. They were my partners in crime and my protectors, even after their departures from this world to the next. Always a team. They passed away within six months of each other, and for years after, I could hear the collars. I could hear their collars jingle or their claws click against the vinyl floor in the den where they once spent their nights. And that room consistently made me feel like I had to watch my back. I figured that it was just my reaction to having the spirits of my dogs in there. When I was a freshman in college, three or four years after their passing, I decided I would try to make contact with them. I knew the dangers of using a Ouija board and uh, steered clear, but they didn't stop me from sitting in the den in the middle of the night when my parents were out of town. Nothing seemed to happen while I asked if uh, they were there, or anyone else for that matter, and I went to bed. As I slept that night, I dreamt... Someone needs a phone app. (laughs) as i slept that night i dreamt the dogs were with me in the den standing at attention with their floppy ears perked up and their tails straight they were watching something behind me i turned to see a cloudy black mass waiting to hurt me i tried to run but there were no doors to be found the black mass stood still as molly and oakley glared at it snarling then i woke up I realized that the anxious feeling in the den was not the spirits of my beloved dogs, but rather some evil thing they had protected me from. Uh, so armed with so armed with sage and my Bible, I stood in the den that night and told all evil spirits present to leave. <laughs> no, bad dog, go, <laughs> go home. Go <laughs> I paid no mind to the gusts of wind outside. Uh, Oregon is known for its rain. As I closed my Bible, I turned to the door. Uh, and left calmly. In my dream later that night, I saw my dogs again in the den, this time sitting happily and wagging their tails. I hugged and kissed them both before opening the door to the backyard. They had uh, they had done their duty of protecting me. Now it was time to go. 
I woke up feeling sad, but safe. Those dogs are still my guardian angels, though I don't hear or see them anymore the way I used to. Every now and again, I see a pair of similar-looking dogs trotting down the street or chasing each other in a field, and I know that they are still keeping an eye on me from afar. So sweet. See, ghost dogs are good for protecting you from evil spirits and evil spirits that happen to be humans that just want to break in. <laughs> like the felon. Dogs are just so perfect. They're like perfect little fucking angels. I love dogs. Well, they're perfect for us, but other people, cats are perfect for, and birds cats are perfect are for, perfect. Or I mean, like, snakes dogs or lizards. Are little, dogs are just, I've said this before, dogs are angels with just bad table manners. That's true. Cats are more like people. So cats are more complicated and sometimes yeah. can be real assholes. They can also be fucking lovely. And I adore cats as well. But like dogs are just so. <sighs> <laughs> he's sad because he's going to miss Kenji while he's spending uh, all yeah, that time in Hawaii. Right here. <laughs> Quick, everybody. Let's feel so bad for him. <laughs> All right, so I'll bring you back a fucking hula girl dash a dashboard hula girl. Great. <laughs> I'll bring you back a, some macadamia nuts. Oh, I like macadamia. Okay, nuts. I'll bring you. Don't back feed some. those to dogs. Okay. Yeah, I know, I know, okay. I know. Very good. Uh, yes, everybody. Very poisonous. So are very, grapes, very, grapes, and, and chocolate. macadamia nuts, and chocolate. We yeah. have chocolate. Yeah, white mm-hmm. chocolate's fine because it's not chocolate, yeah. but it's still delicious. Sugar. All right. Okay. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, um, we lived, this is Ash again. We lived in England for four years before my mother, brother, and I moved to Florida. <clears throat> That's different. About six months later, <laughs> Jasmine started to show signs of rapid decline. Jasmine was the ferret, remember? Her vet confirmed she had several tumors in her abdomen and fluid building in her lungs. We decided to end her suffering as surgery was impossible. Just over a week later, when I was ready, I chose to donate her things to a ferret rescue rather than anywhere else, since I knew specialty rescues were often overlooked. There, I was introduced to the potential adoptees, and as insisted by the rescue's president, who also owned the property, and met Trixie. I had no intentions of adopting another ferret so soon, but on the ride home, I came to the conclusion that I had fallen in love with the petite girl. Hey, Mom, I began. She just chuckled and smiled. We can go get her tomorrow, she replied. And so Trixie made herself at home in Jasmine's old cage, sleeping in her hammock, playing with a few toys I had kept, even Jasmine's favorite, a stuffed zebra. It was fun to watch her play with thin air, bouncing around the room as as if her feet had springs. It was a habit I'd never seen Jasmine display, and I found it amusing. Soon after, I was asked to foster others, and I ended up with five in total. (laughs) That's like my friend Amy and cats. I would let them out during the day when I was home, and at night, they were all collected up and settled into their respective spots in the cage, which was actually a second cage now attached to the first to accommodate them all. One night, not long after the fosters had arrived, I heard the familiar pitter-patter of ferret feet running around my room, clattering through the plastic tunnel maze under my bed, and duking, yes, that's what their playful noises are actually called, cheerfully. Duking cheerfully. Just pausing for laughter. <laughs> I know that's happening. I'm about to go take a dupe cheerfully. That's well, going to be in all of our, it, our, our languages If now, you're going to do it, you should do it cheerfully. That's right. Duke cheerfully. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. I saw it. All right. So uh, we left it duking cheerfully. I I sighed, wondering which ferret I had left out as I turned on the light, since I swore I'd gotten them all. The doors were all still firmly closed. 
all of the ferrets were sound asleep and the noises stopped. I searched my room wondering if there was a rat or some other uninvited guest that could have made the sounds. I found nothing. I started watching my ferrets more closely and realized Trixie wasn't the only one to play with thin air. I had never had group of, a group of ferrets before, just Jasmine alone, so I had not had the chance to see them really interact with each other. All as I watched carefully, I could recognize their body language and realized they were actually playing with an invisible friend. Every so often, I would still hear the sounds of a ferret playing at night, and for many months, my ferrets would play with seemingly no one. One day, the noises stopped, and so did their love of dancing with an unseen partner. Oh, it's a ghost of a ferret. It is. Oh, I think I had so fucking cute. I think one of my cats was would chase my uh, sugar glider that died. I had a sugar glider, and um, after that, got a kitten, and he would run up on the side of the couch and like pounce in different areas like he was jumping at something that was running and i used to think it was a fly or something yeah, like that yeah there was never anything there and he did it the whole time i lived in that that wow. duplex yeah wow so cool i love it trixie and jasmine and ferrets are so much fun yeah they're so cute yeah they are. they're so <laughs> they're so hyper <laughs> everyone i've seen anyway i'm, I'm yeah. not an expert but all right well our last story comes yes. from max 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 says, when I was a little girl around three or four years old, I would tell my mother about a red brick house with wooden floors in Alabama. This happened pretty frequently, at least once or twice a week for several months. I would tell her about the woman named Slappy and her cat Shadow. At first, my mother never really thought anything of it, considering I was the fourth child of the family. Uh, She figured Slappy and Shadow were simply my imaginary playmates. I would not only tell my mother about Slappy and Shadow, I would tell my grandmother, Mama, and Papa, and everyone else who would listen. As I said before, they thought I was just imagining things, as most four-year-olds would, until I gave a full description of this woman to my mother. But only after I had told my mother, Slappy said, she loves you. Did she start asking me questions about how old the lady might be? Something about the way I said it made her ask what color her hair was and what she wore. I described Shadow to her as well. After a few weeks, my mother pulled out her photo albums and began looking at pictures from when she was a child. As we were flipping through the photo album pages, I stopped my mother and pointed to a photograph and excitedly exclaimed, That's their Slappy. In the picture, her hair was white and wavy. She wore a pink and white striped dress along with round gold-plated glasses and was standing next to my mother in a fenced-in fenced backyard with a cat's tail peeking out in the background. She then explained to me that the white-haired woman was her grandmother, who had passed away many years before I was born. She kind of teared up, uh, but was smiling at the same time. I could tell that it had made her a little emotional, so I gave her a hug. And again, I told her that Slappy said she loves you. She also explained that she did not live in Alabama, but in Georgia, and that she would not have had a cat with her. She was slightly allergic to them but that maybe in heaven we do not have allergies any longer, and she had my mother's childhood cat with her in the picture. But uh, that that cat's name was Granddaddy. Shadow was a gray and white cat with white textured fur that looked similar to Granddaddy in the photo. My mother explained to me that what I was seeing were called spirits, and although I was a bit surprised to know I was talking to someone who's dead with a different energy from this earth, didn't exactly scare me. As I grew up, I eventually talked about Slappy Shadow and the Red Brick House less and less. Even though I've gotten older, 
I still see them sometimes, and it makes me feel at peace to know my family really is watching over us. Thank you very much for reading, and I hope to see you guys soon. Oh, it's very nice. That was a good letter. That's a good one. Thank like you guys it. for your messages. It's fun, so warm. These ones are nice and warm. Animals being helpful, and Grandma saying like we love you. If we get a group of them at a time, mm-hmm. that we must need to be doing that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's kind of. I love it. We use ghosticles to like be warm and friendly and right. the main episodes to scare the shit out That's of people. That's right. It's true. It's, <laughs> it's all good. about balance. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we do some creepy shit on these. On that's, the that's true. Too. That's true. It's just they seem. Ghost stories have range. They have range. They can yeah. have all the emotions. We Why not? With more, I think, sweeter ones in the ghosticles than always yeah, in the. I think so. Yeah. Because there's so many. Yeah. So many. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so, all right. Well, I guess until next time. Yeah, thank you guys. Oh, check out the website, ghoulintentions.com. Yes. Check out the t shirts on ghoulintentions.com. Check out the Twitter at ghoulintent. Check out the Instagram at ghoulintentions. Check out the Facebook page at ghoulintentions page. Check out the send us your stories and the ghoulintentions.com. And submit the stories and take pictures of yourself with the merch. And if you buy stuff, send it to us. Yes. And follow. And subscribe, <laughs> all and the things, do and and reviewing and the five starring or however many starings <laughs> are the most stars, all the stars. And also remember, it's, it's okay, okay to, to sleep, sleep with, with the, the lights, lights on. on. All the ferrets were sound asleep. Sorry, I have to go back. I was losing oxygen. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was coming. I was finding it. Okay. I was playing it then.